welcome back. Episode 75 of the Young Old Heads podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Tommy, aka TV Sports Cards, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Max, aka Cards Max, aka Cards Max, Double Super Fractor Edition, Part 2. Max, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. It's a beautiful Sunday afternoon right now. And I am also in shock of the new double super fractors announced, or rather found, not announced, found in the most recent iteration of Bowman Draft. We had an issue, Tops had an issue with Bowman Chrome where they released double copies unintentionally of some of the biggest players in the product for their non-autograph super fractor one of ones. And a mysterious eBay account now has a bunch of super fractors on their eBay account. Yes, for and the, these super factors are from the Bowman Draft product, correct? Correct. And have you seen this interaction? I know there's been a couple people who have messaged this eBay account, who is, has I think like twenty five to thirty super factors from a product that was released last or two weeks ago, already listed on auction. Um, have you seen these, this this interaction at least on the DMs with this account? Um, I'll let you give the breakdown. Sounds good. Uh, so apparently this this account is claiming that it's a collective of collectors who, you know, combine their cards and post them all on this one eBay account. So their claim is that it is, you know, many different people combining to sell these cards, which is obviously extremely fishy, like no way you can rip that much of that product in this short of time to obtain these cards. Um, I'm not really I haven't followed it too closely, Max, it seems like it's been breaking in the last couple of days. What else am I missing here? Um, all of these super fractors are stamped one of one. So it's not like the older Bowman Chrome. By older, I mean like in the mid 2000s to early 2010s, where they had these test proofs, chest proof super fractors that were unserial numbered one of ones. So to my knowledge, all of these are serial numbered one of one. And all of these are, again, as we mentioned, from the same account. So it definitely raises an eyebrow for quality control or how this one person obtained all of these dupes because when it was bowman chrome these were pack pulled double super factors and they weren't all centralized on one account yeah so well we'll keep everyone posted as news comes out tops has said publicly that they are investigating this whatever that means um it's kind of like the nba investigating the josh giddy scandal uh we'll see what happens um but max this comes, you know, right after all the hubble up around the Tom Brady cards being in Bowman draft, uh, tops pulling out all of their media, all of their marketing people, all targeting this Tom Brady card release. Not a good look for them that the product is already stained by this scandal. But they also, Max, talk a little bit about what's going on with the what your thoughts are on the pricing of Bowman draft. Um, as a product to buy a box of. I know that there's been a lot of people who are a little upset with the price. I think any long-time to medium-time listener of Young Old Heads knows that Tommy and I, or at least speaking for me, me, I'm very pro of these gimmicks. I'm in favor of the Halloween fractors, the Frozen fractors, the Taco fractors, the Radiating Rookies, all of these little creative ideas that tops his product design team is coming up with, I've generally been in favor of because it drives more people to the product, but most importantly, isn't at the expense of anything. Most of these parallels aren't able to drive the product up single-handedly. 
there's not a strong extreme niche collecting base with flagship and Chrome as there is as diehard of a niche as there is Bowman Chrome, even if those are investors and not collectors. And that all kind of turned awry with this Tom Brady Bowman Chrome. This isn't the first time we've had quarterbacks involved in Bowman draft. We had Johnny Menzel's card in 2014. We had Russell Wilson's, I believe, in 2008. I'm going to see if I can snipe that correctly. He had a Colorado Rockies as well as a New York Yankees Bowman card. Okay, I believe Kyler Murray has Bowman's. I'm not entirely sure on that. But the point being, this isn't a new innovation to have a quarterback who was formerly drafted by an MLB team, turned them down, and then went to the NFL. Uh, the biggest thing is that Tom Brady rarely signs autographs and has pack-pulled autographs in this product. Normally, that wouldn't be that big of a deal, but again, and I can't fault good marketing either, but I'm getting a lot of prefaces, but I'm getting to my thesis here. The Tom Brady autograph is single-handedly carrying this product, and it is ruining it for every person who would be in the normal demographic for buying and selling Bowman Draft. If you're chasing Wyatt Langford or Paul Skeens, I want to say the jumbo boxes were at $700 a pop or something like that, when previously they were in the 500s. And then years before that, during COVID, they were $300 from Top's website. Part of that is a national natural appreciation of the product. But at the same time, all the hype media discussion is talking about this Tom Brady, you know, short printed insert and autograph. And the biggest thing that upsets me is the rumors and the media headlines of, oh, the Super Fractor could be a million-dollar car because of X, Y, and Z, because Tom Brady is a generational player, the greatest of all time. Newsflash, being a good player does not matter if you're – I'm going to butcher that. Being a good player does not impact if your card is $100,000 or a million dollars. There's a lot of fundamentals that come into a card that is worth that much money, and every extremely aggressive projected projection on this Brady Super Fractor was along with the – inscription on the gold out of 50 tom brady having a bounty fifty thousand dollars doesn't help that's right the 12 out of 50 tom brady autograph from bowman chrome is serial numbered and has an inscription talking about some hubba dub as tommy was saying that has a 500k bounty the super factor has rumors of being a million dollar card and not only was the card hit the super factor one of one hit before the product had a normal release it was ripped and hit in pre-release breaks but People are opening and trying to get these Brady's under the presumption that either this card is a life or any of the Tom Brady autographs are life changing cards. Cause I'd say 30 to $50,000 is a life changing amount for most people in, to some degree, or it's really making people think that they have a long-term investment piece in their possession. If they come into possession of one just for what will likely be it inevitably falling and diving and this hurts the Tom Brady collectors that want this card. And this hurts the people that would otherwise be ripping Bowman draft. That was a good way of summing it up. I mean, with Bowman, Bowman has the biggest barrier to entry for anyone who's interested in getting into baseball cards. You have to know prospects in baseball, which nobody in the mainstream, even as a casual sports fan, they don't know who these double single A guys are rarely is even the number one draft pick in the MLB like nationwide news. So tops fanatics, you know, they're trying to 10 X the hobby. They have a lot of work on their hands for one of the most popular products with collectors. That is not at all approachable really for a common person. So I get what they're trying to do with the Brady in this where they're, you know, 
give a normal person, normal sports fan, a reason to open this product. But they're doing it, and this is what the main thing, Max, I feel like is, is like they're doing it at the expense of everyone with the price of the box. They're increasing the price of the box. You know, I forget what you said. It was like 30% from last year or something, which is far more than inflation or even, I think, demand for the product using the Brady to justify it. I think the bounties in general are a little suspect to me. Like I understand that people are willing to pay this and, you know, you can't stop the free market. I respect it. Um, But, you know, it's, there's no qualification for what the odds are. It's like winning the lottery or something. Also with the Brady's it is, I do like, here's things that I do like. I want to give top some credit here. I think that it is cool in general to have Tom Brady in a baseball product. I think the inscriptions on the tw- every 12 out of auto is cool. I've seen it at least for the orange and the gold. Um, a little weird that he didn't do it on the super factor, but uh, whatever. So I like inscriptions. I like having cool cards to chase. I don't like doing it at the expense of getting people into the hobby, potentially, you know, people losing a lot of money, buying these cards, the first ones that are listed on eBay, not understanding the rarity of them. I know that sports card investor Jeff Wilson has gotten himself into some beef with our boy, or not our boy, but, you know, I feel like me and you both sometimes disagree with the old town cards on Twitter, JB, but JB has been a great uh, advocate and great voice for collectors with this Tom Brady news and Jeff Wilson coming in saying, I, I don't think these Tom Brady cards are investments. They will fall, but I don't understand the negativity around the marketing effort in the card itself, which clearly generated a ton of buzz well beyond current collectors. Um, you know, sports card investor, sports card collector, who knows what he really is, Max, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, long-term, I mean, I think they'll put Brady in a lot of baseball products going forward with fanatics consolidating a lot of these licenses under one house. I'm sure we'll get way more cross-sport products and cross-sport cards, which in general, I'm pro doing that. Yeah. Um, Max, anything else we want to say before we move on from this topic here? Yeah, I think JB, Mr. Old Town Cards, made a good point, and I was, if anything, just adding more substantiation and you know, expanding on that idea. I think the difference that Jeff is missing here, which is ironic given that he is a self-proclaimed serial entrepreneur, is how yes the marketing effort and attention towards the hobby is almost always a good thing but you're having this big marketing effect and this fanfare towards this otherwise more niche product that doesn't have retail configurations but you're doing it at the, at the expense of goodwill of your audience and yes you will lose goodwill whenever you attempt to sell something that's just basic business and marketing idea but you're not, this is not an exchange that is in good faith for the collector or even the consumer that knows that they are opening Bowman Draft. They're probably going to lose their money, but they want to have fun. If I'm not mistaken, the non autograph Brady inserts have a hit rate of one in every 81 hobby boxes. You are not hitting this card in your traditional break. And that's, and you're not even going to come close to it maybe there's some long-term fanfare for this card, but everything with media attention that is just a card because of media attention dies eventually. You're going to be able to buy this. Again, I'm speaking haphazardly. I'm speaking with some caution. But for the most part, 
you are going to be able to buy this card two years from now for half the price or less than it's currently going for. You shouldn't be buying it now. If you enjoy the card and you want to own it now because you want to own the hot thing, I encourage you to do it out of enjoyment and out of doing it for yourself. And that's a decision along with any card that you have to evaluate yourself because part of the fun thing about owning the card is owning it when it's in and not owning it three to five years later. But I want you to consume your fun in the most knowledgeable and well-thought-out way as possible and not make blind impulse decisions. And for anyone that thinks this card is genuinely cool, but I want you to make sure that you're, because these Brady cards are pretty expensive, I want you to make sure that you're making the calculated move that you are okay either buying it now, waiting for it later, or not wait buying it at all. Yeah, and just to close out here, you're going to lose a lot of good faith even beyond every all the points around the Brady card with the quality control issues on the most valuable cards in the set. So tops, get your shit together. Stop making so many products if you can't actually do quality control on those products. Um, but Max, moving topics here as we do, you were at a card show in a state that I don't think that I have never been to. Uh, I don't know if you've been there before, but where were you? I was, I spent the day, or rather I spent 12 hours in Huntsville, Alabama yesterday. I was with a TJ Card Collector on the flights and was accompanied and treated to Southern Hospitality by Parker Agricola. I want to make sure I get his, Parker's Twitter handle right, at jparker3375 who is a native of Alabama, giving us all the lowdown of what to expect from the show. I heard rumors that this would just be a niche, non-sport show. I've heard that it'd be hit or miss. And if anything, I really enjoyed both the local community from a card collecting scene standpoint, as well as, for the lack of a better word, the innovation put on that card show that I haven't seen at other shows. I know I pointed out that you know, there was a live auction going on for Alabama and Auburn memorabilia, which is inherently pretty cool. There were a lot of Alabama collectors in that room that were very focused on the college itself. Um, the amount, or even Southern collectors in general, I saw a lot of AJ Brown, I saw a lot of Derrick Henry, I saw a lot of Jalen Hurts, I saw a lot of Devonta Smith, and the overarching element is that they went to Alabama or Ole Miss. And a lot of fun and a lot of fanfare for the hobby. I was most touched by everyone being enjoying the hobby. You're saying it was a big collector show is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah, it was a big collector show. There were a few people that I recognized that... Ooh, George is interrupting. A few people that... Um, flew out for the show specifically that I recognized. There weren't too many. Overall, it was maybe a 200-table show. Will you just, you want to just pause for a sec? I can, I, can, uh, I can cut this up. Oh, George? Yeah, just, just wait a sec. Okay, yeah, you can also talk about, yeah, we can also cut out the part where I like, completely fumbled all my words. No, no, you're good, dude. Um, the whole right. touched my heart. Let's, uh, let's cut back into you talking about, I said, yeah this is a collector show respond to that yeah okay i go back in or 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 wait oh i thought you were gonna say something about the collector all right now you just just count yourself down and then just go yeah. back in responding to that three two one yeah it was about 200 or so tables in total 
a lot of collectors focus on their favorite school, whether that's Alabama or Ole Miss. A lot of relatively fairly priced vendors, I can't, I can say really very few were ultimately unreasonable in terms of like, okay, even if I couldn't get a deal out, I could understand why they priced something the way they did. And I had a lot of fun for a 200 table show. Well, 200 tables, that's that's a pretty small show to travel to, but I, I love hearing the regionalness. I've never been to a show in the South myself, so doesn't surprise me that there's an emphasis on the college and the football cards there, but it is interesting and of note for sure for people who haven't been there. Um, what did you buy, though, Max? Where, where, what, where were the deals for you at the show? Um, I have three cards on my desk that I was ready to talk about, none of which are from eBay. I didn't have any eBay buys this week, spoiler um two that were from the show or rather one you know they're the same card but taking it out of my little case is a bryce harper bowman platinum 2011 autograph blue is numbered out of 99 bought this raw and i bought a second one also raw not only did you buy it, Rob, but you are now holding the card unsleeved to the camera right now, which is causing me a lot of anxiety. It's all right. It's going right back in its one touch. I don't like showing cards in the one touch. The player doesn't show. And seeing a baseball card like that raw in, I want to say, 12 years after the product's release of an MVP player definitely makes me think about the places that card has or has not been. I think the original owner said that they owned it for 10 straight years and they just didn't sell it. And I ultimately had to give them an offer. They couldn't refuse on the pair. Are you, so you're grading these then is what I'm. No, I, I don't, I don't think I am. I just bought them because cool, unique baseball that you definitely don't see any day, every day. I mean, these Bowman Platinum's are known for their mediocre quality control. I already saw like three dimples on them. Like I'm not, I'm not taking him to town on this one. So, uh, so you got some baseball, Bryce Harper, classic Max buys. Uh, anything, anything else cool or interesting? Any interesting interactions you had? Uh, I'm going to say no further interactions. I tried my southern, some southern food for the first time. They fry everything in Alabama. It's like I had some country fried steak, thinking, okay, it's going to be like a normal steak. It's like it's all patted down and stretched out and breaded, and they put this white gravy on it. And my ultimate takeaway was that I didn't like it. I didn't dislike it. I was just confused as a New Yorker having my first real Southern dish. And I, the, the entire emphasis on cornbread and hush puppies and all this other things that confuse me as a Northerner. That was my fun acclamation to Alabama cuisine. Did you get called out as a Yankee? by anyone at the show because you didn't have an accent or anything no i didn't damn I did well, not res respect to that well i i love hearing your travels what's what's your next show you're going to max right now i believe it is the dallas card show in mid-january and then i'll likely be doing culture collision in late january as well nice nice well I mean, I you've been to the culture collision show before i have not yes i'm excited to hear your thoughts and just to see how it's grown because i was at the first one uh, there's one other thing, Max, that I wanted to talk about before we go into buys of the week. And that's your, you posted about doing a $19 value submission to PSA. What's your thought process with this? What are what are some of the cards that you're submitting? Because I'm looking at the list or looking at the picture right now. You're looking at the picture. Um, a lot of it was just 
cards that I was buying and buying a little aggressively. Nothing ultimate, like all of these are kind of like on the lower end, but also still unique enough to maybe have a premium as a PSA 10. Um, I think one of the lots that I bought this week was from a owner of someone who ripped a ton of like immaculate and flawless and like 2017 and 2018, which I assumed they were getting in at very low prices. Um, the rationale is that I hope these cards gem and that these are cards that kind of just came my way. Like I had a Jason Dominguez orange shimmer out of 25 that I got for like 20 bucks or something like that. And a De'Aaron Fox gold mosaic out of 10, I got for like 20 or 30 bucks or something like that. Obviously neither of them rookies or first Bowman's, but interesting stuff like that, that would be appetizing to someone in a PSA 10 that are not nearly as overproduced enough to not be worth putting in a PSA sub. So it's 19 bucks. You have to be in it to win it. And I am intrigued in getting these cards back as to what the results will be. And I saw you obviously have your obligatory Mike Trout US 175s. Are these part of the recracks from last episode that we talked about? Are these the same cards? Yeah, these are the PSA 8s and the PSA 9s. So those are getting sent back. We'll have to get your report on those when they when they come back and what you got. Yeah, we'll check back in two months from now. Um, I will want to point out a couple cards that are extremely random in the submission. Um, yeah, we definitely. got a flawless out of 10 Kevin Love. Di dual random. diamond. Dual diamond. Dual diamond, I guess. Dual diamond. There are uh, two that diamonds. One's, that one's really random. We got a uh, Garrett Mitchell teal wave auto rookie i don't even know who that is really you don't um, prospect i see travis kelsey tops chrome rookie that card's blown up that is interesting um, i see a lori markinen auto i see a cam thomas auto from phoenix the worst product of all time other than flux maybe and then i see a jalen williams raid rookie auto jalen williams the goat absolutely balls out too gotta respect you max i'm being early on the jalen williams game i think that dude is a beast also the mm -hmm. thunder are just so fun love the thunder um, we are a pro fun podcast we are pro fun max i think it's time though since you don't have any ebay buys while i go through mine i think you got to go to like maybe your sales of the week on ebay give me something okay or alternative other ebay non-ebay buys because i have a couple non-ebay buys i'm gonna throw out there too but okay. to start these are these are my these are my buys of the week from eBay and other platforms. Um, I bought a Steven Jackson 2009 Tops Gold out of 2009. Max, please look up Steven Jackson's 2009 Tops card right now. Um, this card is a Kobe Bryant card, basically. Kobe Bryant is very prominently featured on this card. You can get, and I got the Tops flagship gold parallel out of 2009 for two dollars free shipping. And as we know, Kobe has a lot of appearances on different cards throughout the years, and those usually jack the prices up. Like, um, there's a few, there's like a Tracy McGrady tops that has Kobe really prominently featured. I know there's obviously the couple of LeBron ones. Um, so this one was just an easy money binder card, $2 free shipping, numbered gold flagship, sick Steven Jackson, the Warriors legend, also Kobe featuring. So, if you're a Kobe fan, Kobe Stan, looking for a cheap Kobe card, recommend checking that one out. Um, I bought a Tiger Woods golf lot of five cards, three of which were numbered. Uh, two of which were like these weird promo cards from the early 2000s. But 
I have been talking about my love for early 2000s Tiger numbered cards. I got three of them in this five card lot. The five card lot in total t- cost me 10 bucks, including shipping. Easy money. Um, and then I got a 2013 Topps Chrome Black Refractor of Joanna Yo- Cespedes, who was a legend in the Bay for a few years. Uh, really personifies the Rookie Cup with this one just because of how fast he came onto the scene, how quickly he captured the attention of uh, baseball fans. So I got this one for $3.99 plus 75 cents shipping. It was a black refractor out of 102. I forgot to mention that, the most important part. So that was pretty sick. Um, I kind of botched this one. Uh, I bought a Trey Mancini 2018 Topps Chrome. I totally forgot that this card just doesn't have the rookie cup because they took the rookie cup off the Topps Chrome ones a few years. But I got the gold out of 50 for six bucks plus three bucks shipping. So it's a ten dollar Topps Chrome Gold Refractor. I'll find someone to trade that to. Um, and I bought one card on Instagram, which is extremely rare. I bought a card from at Colorado.collector, who has just some of the sickest cards. If you want to see some sick Topps Chrome Refractors, check that dude out. Uh, I bought a 2014 Topps Chrome Nolan Arenado Sepia out of 75 gold cup for 30 shipped uh, Nolan Arenado legend. Early Sepias, I think from 2011 to 2014, Sepias were numbered between 90 and 75. Um, and they really popped a lot better in those years were much cooler cards in my opinion, obviously because of the rarity as well. So that was sick. Then last card I bought this week that I'll talk about max. I bought a 2014, 2014 prism Andre Iguodala orange out of 139 from our boy at the closet cards, Brad, Brad, a legend. I got that for $6 PWE. Just you find the best deals from Brad. So if you or it's a purple die cut, my apologies, my apologies, uh, not the orange die cut like I had from the clay last week. So those are my buys of the week, Max. I had some fun. I'm doing pretty good going up into Christmas here. Maybe I'll have some cards to rip on Christmas Day. I'm hoping. Um, but that's it. What's up with you? What did you sell? What what other cards did you buy? If you buy anything not on eBay? Yeah, the two other cards that I was going to talk about is is 2019 opening day Shohei Otani. Let me make sure I'm holding it carefully. It's a camera, even though the camera rarely captures it well. This is not bad. Dugout Peaks. Max so, just dropped that card raw onto his computer live on the episode. It had a dinged corner anyway, but that didn't help it. <laughs> well, what's the card? You didn't finish saying what card it was. Uh, Dugout Peaks 2019 Shohei Otani Rookie Cup. These are extraordinarily rare. How fucked is this card now, Max? It's like an eight. It was an eight before. All right, cool. It's, just cool. A, it's, it's an eight, and it's the corner ding is was always there. Where, where did you get it? How much was it? I got it at the Tampa card show. Um, I think this card is like worth like 300 bucks or something like that. And overall dugout peaks are usually very cool. <laughs> Max is now live looking at this under intense light, trying to figure out if he fucked it up even more. So I'm glad we're getting this live reaction of this situation. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, my loss is your gain. Well, was um, the, my loss is the content game. Uh, okay, content froze for a second. 
Um, but yeah, overall, very cool card. You have the batting pose with Otani, super neat, and not much else to say with that one. And I have a archives signature series, Kyle Tucker, on-card autograph of his Topps flagship card. Really neat, stamped out of 22 because they won the 2022 World Series. And for an archives card, I thought this was overall pretty cool. Yeah, I saw, I did notice that they did this. I think Tops and Archives this year, they had all the, not all the players, but like all the Astros guys who ha they have signed to autograph deals, they had them sign their 2022 flagship cards, put a stamp on them out of 22 sick cards, Max. That's cool. I hadn't, I've seen a few of those pop up and I've been me meaning to like talk, maybe bring them up on the podcast, but cool thing that Tops is doing that. You know, if they had done this in the early 2010s, I would have been, you know, maybe even buying some autograph cards, which is super rare. Uh, what any sales on eBay Max that are noteworthy this week or any other buys that you want to bring up? Um, I sold Alonzo Ball PSA 10 silver uh, rookie prism for 15 bucks. That's PSA cool. 10? PSA 10 Alonzo Ball rookie. That's all. You, that's the only sale of the week on eBay. That's the only sale worth sharing. Well, that was a fun one. Uh, Max, short and sweet episode this week. Unless you have anything else to bring up that I'm, I'm spacing on. You look like you're in a state of anxiety right now. No, no. I'm doing fine. All right. And all right. we will buy and sell more cards in the future. Boo, Tom Brady, Bowman Chrome. Boo, Tom Brady, Bowman Chrome. Boo. Max shuffling his cards on his desk. Live episode. Um, yeah, you were supposed to cut at that point. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna leave it as it is. Good short and sweet episode, Max. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. We'll be back in 2024, obviously, with even more cool shit, dope stuff. Maybe reflect on the year next week, Max. A little 2023 recap. Um, any parting words for people while we sign off here? New year, same old heads. <laughs>